Hello and welcome to another episode of the Kamara Education Island podcast. My name is James Lockwood and I'm joined as ever by Orna Mulhern. Uh, today we wanted to have a, a different sort of conversation. So in the last few we've been looking at digital skills and going back to the classroom and how you could integrate the two. But with going back to school, with the reality of the year we've just had, uh, there's an understandable fatigue when it comes to technology, both for everyone in across the country, I think, as we're all sick of Zoom, we're all sick of whatever other platform we might use for work, for seeing family and friends, but also in school for work within the classroom, for submitting assignments, for having those classes online. And so there's perhaps an understandable backing away from using technology and that we've heard from teachers or a desire at least to move into less screen time and more active participation, maybe getting outdoors as the weather allows as well and things like that. We think that wellness is obviously really important and has been for many years and will continue to be maybe now more than ever. Bonner, we think that, that there's no reason that technology, wellness and all of those sort of things, that they have to clash with each other. That in fact, they could maybe help each other in certain ways. That's it, James. Absolutely. I think to echo what you said there, there is a very understandable fatigue among teachers and, and indeed probably among students as well towards um, continuing to use technology. It has been a, a long, intense 14 months of looking at screens. Having said that, what we really believe in Kamara is that technology can enhance educational environments. It is not to replace something else and it should not be left aside. So what we've got in the episode, just um, a, sh- a shorter episode, I'd imagine today, what we've got to discuss today are some really lovely little examples of how technology can be used by teachers and by students at the moment given the current circumstances and they're recently back in the school campus to support issues that are a concern at the moment. For example, I know teachers are looking at um, areas such as wellness and behaviour issues among students, general socialisation and general kind of all round support. So, yeah, we've got some lovely little examples to talk through today. I think we were talking just before the recording. One of the things, the reality that COVID is, that is that certain ways we may have done wellness before involved a lot of physical things or in terms of groupings or doing things as a whole group that just may not be possible at the moment with pods, with restrictions, all of those kind of things. And so the idea is to use technology to go alongside them. I think the things that we'd encourage teachers to use regardless of the situation. And so it's just a case of the last year bringing everything it has that there is online and digital resources that can really help students um, transition back to the classroom, deal with some of the the issues that might be there and hopefully move forward um, with a sort of excitement into the next couple of weeks and months of term looking in into September in the year to come. So I know you have had a you've got a few different suggestions for us and we'll put links to some examples of these in the description of this episode. What is the first suggestion you'd have for teachers as something they can use? So one of the things that has become really popular in schools over the last few years, James, is that idea of mindfulness and meditation. So we could share some ideas in in the uh, show notes of different resources that can be used for meditation. Um, One idea that I really like is the idea of turning on a guided meditation in the classroom and just giving students a little bit of a time to zone out and just come back to themselves and have that little bit of a quiet time. I think maybe a primary level to put um, a guided meditation on for the students, possibly between subjects or at the start of a day or after a break or lunch or or that sort of thing um, is a lovely idea. And similarly, a post-primary level 
maybe when students first come into your classroom, they might be coming from from an active classroom, from an active, you know, from a science lab or from a pee room or, or pee hall or anything like that. And to just give them a bit, a little bit of downtime to just kind of come back to themselves, to have a, a couple of minutes of quiet time. Everyone's engaged in the same activity. And then at the end, the teacher and the students, they're all ready to go to focus on what the next uh, task is or the next lesson is on that. What is nice about the idea of a guided meditation is, you know, it's it's only dependent on having one screen or one piece of audio. So in terms of COVID and disinfecting and that, it is quite low maintenance. So it could be directed by the teacher that the teacher puts up a guided meditation video. It's projected on the screen and then there's the just the audio stream from the teacher's audio source then. And it's not dependent on all the students have their own own devices or and um, the idea of like a laptop trolley or anything like that. So uh, a nice little way to support students, that sort of emotional support, even in a really kind of short period of time. Yeah, I can imagine that's a really appealing idea because not every teacher maybe is as clued into mindfulness, although I'm sure there's different supports out there for that. And so having those videos up and available to use whenever the situation might arise. Um, it just adds to your resource pool of what you can. I would imagine with students coming back, teachers are facing difficulties that they weren't having in the past, maybe before Christmas, but especially then before the original closures in March. And so there might be more time needed to be given to these things during a normal school day, during a normal school week. And so I guess these are just extra resources on what top of what teachers might have that might just suit the context slightly better now. Yeah, so alongside those more deliberate and longer meditation, mindfulness sort of stuff, there's lots of little things that we would suggest and can be used to kind of break up the day or to allow a bit of space for students really just to have some fun and to really get back into maybe the swing of things in school. And, and so or no, there's some online jigsaws and puzzles, I think. Any that you would recommend, we'll put some links in there. And how would you use them in the class? Absolutely, James. There's some fantastic resources. And um, to be honest, I was really feeling the fatigue of the screens recently. I found it quite intense to be in front of computers all the time. And I very much have needed just short little breaks. Having said that, I don't have the ability to walk away from the from the desk or the computer um, for too long a time period, unfortunately. But something that I did find that was really lovely was the idea of just an online jigsaw. I found this just a couple of weeks ago. And the idea is that, you know, there's a jigsaw that's possibly about 40, 40 pieces, obviously hosted online. And I just take a few minutes to do whatever little picture it is. And there's a wide variety of choice as to what sort of picture you'd pick. And in, in fact, one of the resources that was we'll shared with you, there's a there's the ability to change the amount of pieces per jigsaw. So you can make it harder or easier, depending on, on the level of challenge needed. But what I have found is it's given me a chance to spend about five minutes focusing completely away from my work and like I completely switch off I focus completely on what's in front of me which is the jigsaw and once I get it complete there's a little bit of satisfaction and I, I feel ready then a bit more refreshed to return to the task at hand you know to look at the emails to look at the 
the dry files and the spreadsheets and that sort of thing. I think in a classroom in what we would call a one to one setting where each student would have their device, their own device or possibly a, a device per pair. It could work really well that the students have a bit of choice. They can choose what jigsaw they might do and they can work in it in their own time. I think it is possibly better to do it in a one to one situation where it can be a little bit more mindful and there wouldn't be talking. You know, students can focus on their own screen and their own work in front of them. What I also think is lovely is if a teacher also engages in any of these sort of activities as well at the same time as a student. So simply just the teacher could open it up as well. You could all do the same jigsaw or, or there could be a choice involved and the teacher would just project their screen. So it's just a way for the students to see that it's not kind of an enforced activity, that it's one that the student or excuse me, that the teachers can engage in as well and that they also kind of can enjoy doing as well. So quite enjoyable. And honestly, like I said, I actually really enjoyed it myself. It was, it was a bit, bit, bit of crack like. I think you're totally right. We have all been experiencing that fatigue and we've all got different ways of coping with it. And I guess it's a way those puzzles and jigsaws are a way to allow that break to happen, but also to focus it and not just give them free time, perhaps, which might not be appropriate in lots of contexts. And so, yeah, we'll put some links into some ones that Warner especially likes in the description. And I guess the final thing, which maybe is a, more of a tangent to, to wellness, but I think is something that's important as part of it all, is that there's obviously a reality that students have missed a lot of big activities that they would do through school. So that could be things like um, sports days, for example. But the one that sticks out to me from my memory of, of primary and secondary school is the idea of going away on trips, whether that's for a day or even perhaps residential stuff. But tours can't happen at the moment. And it's unlikely that they'll be able to happen before the end of the school year. And who knows what September will bring. The great thing is that, and as we've all probably experienced some part of this, is that lots of really significant places around the world have created digital experiences where students can engage with those places or with the content in their galleries or museums. And I think that's something that we would say could be used in lots of different creative ways in the classroom. This is it, James. And it is such a pity that school tours aren't um, able to happen this year, unfortunately. But I think one of the pluses from the last year in education is that teachers are now sourcing resources from much further afield than they would have before. So whereas before we would have spoken probably to our peers and people we may have got to college with or obviously our, our colleagues in our own schools. Now, when we have been obliged to work in an online environment, we're now sourcing resources from much further afield. So from teachers internationally and also from educational resources from international sources. So in terms of virtual tours and that, Traditionally, students would have gone, for example, to the National Gallery in Dublin or different museums around the country. Now you can go anywhere with your students. So we'll we'll link a few options or a few little examples in the show notes. So there are Irish galleries and Irish museums doing virtual tours, but also you know, students can now go anywhere. So they can go, for example, to the British Museum, they can go to galleries in um around Europe in the States, anything, you know, they can go anywhere. And what's lovely about a lot of these websites as well is that they have that they have specific educational resources built in as well. So not only is it is the virtual tours, but there's there's um, guides of how to guide students or kind of lesson plans or assignments or tasks that students might do as they're on those virtual tours. So like I said, we'll link some of them in the show notes, but well worth a look. And like I said, it's nice to think that little bit out uh, further afield than we would have done before for, for school tours. Yeah, I think you're right. There's been 
probably an explosion of online resources across all domains, but especially in education, as that's been forced not only in Ireland, but obviously across other countries like the UK, the US. And so there's so many resources out there. And so we'll point into the direction of a couple of them. And so one final thing that's really just for um, fun, I suppose, and would be something that would definitely appeal to lots of people. I'm gonna let Orner explain this as she will sell it much better than I ever could. James, I just love this one, thanks. Um, so this is uh, just such a simple little idea, but it's it's basically just live animal cams. So again, we'll share links to some options here. So the idea is that you can pop on an animal camera, again, project it or let the kids check in if they have their own devices and um, see what the animals are doing. So for example, San Diego Zoo do quite a lot and have cameras into all the, the animals holding areas. So you can have a look and see what the giraffes are doing or how the hippos are getting on or how the, the pandas are. I think, you know, for primary level, I think it's gorgeous that um, to kind of have that live element and, you know, you, just to pop it up on the on the projector screen and for the students to be able to see how, how are the animals today? What are they eating? Or are they sitting down or standing up and to have a kind of a, a nature talk as well with the kids. Um, but not even just for primary level. I think it's lovely even for the older kids. You could say, look, who are we going to check up on today or, or what do we want to uh, see what they're doing? Like, I think there's something so soothing about animals, kind of wild animals, I, I think just something like this, it is it is quite a, a step away from your traditional classroom, but like that and similar to some of the other ideas we've spoken about, just it allows students and indeed teachers just to switch off from the immediate challenge of the classroom, of the task at hand, of the homework, of like we spoke about at the start of the episode, uh, socialisation issues, behaviour issues, emotional difficulties, just to switch off, look at a hippo for five minutes and then come back and see, you know, if there's a little change in the environment or the atmosphere of the classroom then. So really, really fun. Again, we've fallen down a little bit of a, of a rabbit hole with this one over the last week, but I'm feeling a, a lot calmer having looked at them. Yeah, no, they are really engaging to watch. Um, and so whether that's using a live cam or there's obviously lots of videos up there of content to do with all sorts of wildlife and all sorts of animal life and um, those sort of things, you can obviously use them just as they are or they can be a springboard for conversations discussions about lots of different things and so I suppose what we're trying to do is just to give you an idea that technology doesn't have to vanish from the classroom now even though there's a reality that there has been a lot of use and a lot of screen time but that these things can actually feed into the, the wellness aspect that we're trying to get alongside students and help them transition back into the classroom and deal with the the year that they've experience that we've all experienced and so we'd love to hear if you have any ideas whether that's other ways that you've done wellness with technology whether it's specific places that you've found virtual and digital tours that we can recommend to others whatever it might be we'd love to hear so please do get in touch you can email us at the usual email which is podcast at kamara.ie you can also find us on twitter at kamara island and send us links to whatever it might be that you use if you have any questions or any topics you want us to cover over the couple of weeks before the end of the school term, we'd love to hear as well. And we'd love to be resourcing you as teachers to do your work better in the classroom using technology. So I want to thanks for those ideas. And I look forward to myself looking at some of the animal cams uh, later tonight. Thanks, William James. It's been a pleasure. And thanks everyone for listening and we'll speak to you next time. 